making the time for it. It's so easy to be like, oh, I don't have time for that. Like you have time for it if you want to do it. And that could mean getting up super early. That could mean staying up super late. It could mean spending your weekend um, working exclusively on that when your friends are out partying or something like that. If you want to do something, it's about like you have the time, you just need to make it. Welcome to my podcast, Keep It Spicy. My name is Shuba, and I will be your host for today's episode. Interested in hearing about love, life, travel, and career? I will be exploring all those topics and more. If you want to tag along for something fun, entertaining, exciting, and of course, spicy, hit that follow button so you can stay up to date with more episodes. Now, let's get into it. This is Keep It Spicy. Today's guest is Jordana Richardson. Jordana is a CPA finance professional with a Bachelor of Commerce with distinction in accounting. Her previous experience includes working as an accountant in Deloitte, senior financial analyst at Tulip Retail, and currently a controller at the EdTech startup HiMama. Jordana enjoys the best of both worlds by being a finance professional by day and a baker by night. Based out of downtown Toronto, Jordana is a passionate, self-taught baker who's always trying new things in the kitchen, mastering new techniques, and most importantly, baking with a smile and having fun while doing it. Hi, Jordana. I am so excited to have you on my podcast. Thank you for joining me on Keep It Spicy. Hey, Shuba. I'm super excited to be here and to talk with you today. So I'm going to start by asking you to tell me and our listeners a little bit about yourself. So like, what's your story? What have you been up to personally and professionally? Basically, what's the spice to your life? (laughs) Okay, so I am a finance and accountant professional by trade. Um, I have been working in the Toronto tech scene for a few years in the finance side of things. Um, And a few years ago, I kind of found myself staring at Instagram videos of cake making um, on repeat and decided that I wanted to give it a try myself. So um, after a few uh, months of just kind of baking for fun, baking for family here and there, um, people started being interested in uh, the cakes I was making, which was really surprising. Um, so I started an Instagram page, started uh, advertising myself a little bit more. And now I guess, um, I have this side hustle of baking cakes and cupcakes and desserts, um, just before I work, after work, weekends, like really whenever I can find the time to be baking, that's what I'm doing now. What is something about yourself that people might be surprised to learn? And this is something that we could not have necessarily been able to search up about you on the internet. Um, I guess when you think of um, someone who like bakes a lot and loves desserts, that doesn't really go hand in hand with loving exercise at the same time, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, as much as I like to uh, bake cakes and eat them, I like to exercise and stay healthy as well. So that's a big part of my life. Um, I'm currently working on uh, becoming a yoga teacher. So that's kind of cool too. Yeah. So I, I kind of like It's very uh, different than the whole baking scene, but uh, I enjoy it just as much, too. And you are vegetarian, right? Or is it vegan? Yeah. Yeah, I'm vegetarian. I like cheese too much to be vegan. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Gotcha. 
Um, so I also wanted to talk to you about your passion for baking in particular. Um, and you have your bakery, Jornana's Desserts, that you've been, you know, that's your side hustle, as you mentioned, and you're a self-taught baker too. Uh, but could you tell our listeners a little bit about what inspired you to take the plunge and start that as a side hustle? Yeah, so um, like I said, I was baking a bit um, here and there for friends and family and like people's birthdays and stuff. And I would try things out. Um, And then maybe just over a year ago, my boyfriend was like, you know what, like people like your stuff, like you should try and sell this, like people are going to be interested, Um, just like have a little bit more faith in yourself and put yourself out there. So um, I started kind of here and there, like casually being like, posting an Instagram post or asking people if they're interested. Um, and then I guess like the personal side of it, um, about a couple months later, my mom got in like a really, really bad accident. Um, and, uh, it was like a really, really tough time for my whole family. And it's just like one of those like life experiences where you just think about like, um, how am I spending my time? Cause we just like, we don't have that much time on earth. Like every day is special. Every hour is special. And, you really need to make the most out of all of the time that you're given. So I just thought like baking is what I love to do. I clearly like have a little bit of a passion growing for it. So like, why not spend more time and dedicate more time to doing something that I love so much. So I guess the past year or so now, um, my business has been like growing slowly, but, um, you know, getting orders here and there from strangers, which is kind of crazy that people just find me now on the internet and like want to buy my cakes, which is so crazy to me, but, um, it's exciting. And I get to do something that I love, um, on the side and make a little bit of extra money doing it. And do your customers need to choose from like a set selection of your designs or can you, do you also create completely custom cakes and cupcakes? I like post a gallery of stuff that I've made and some people will request uh, some of the stuff that I've already made. Um, But a lot of it is custom orders. So people will have ideas or pictures or whatever and send them over to me and uh, like kind of work with what they're um, thinking about and try to like create what's in their mind, I guess. So a lot of custom orders as well. And, you know, you mentioned that like you were one of those people that would stare at your phone watching people make Instagram like cakes on Instagram and decorate yeah. that. Why? Why was that so satisfying? I don't know what it is about it. It's like those pages where you see people like playing with Play-Doh or something like that and you just like can't look away. And it's just like watching people decorate in smooth cakes and it's just like entrancing and you just want to see how it ends up or like those hair transformation videos where you like start watching it and they start cutting someone's hair and you're like, okay, I have to see how this is going to turn out. So that was me with cake videos, I guess. And I just would get in this like hole of like one page and then that would lead me to another page to another page. And I would just be like, three hours of just sitting there watching cake videos. (laughs) And do you think that your career in finance has helped with any decision making as a baker? It definitely has. I think a lot of people struggle with costing and pricing. Um, And a big part of that is knowing what you spend and being able to manage what you spend and source ingredients at cheaper places and Um, just having a general idea of budget and um, you know people will be like oh I made like a thousand bucks making cakes this month and it's like yeah but how much did you spend on all your ingredients and everything and your utilities and you just like have to think about all those aspects and when you boil it down like you probably lost like five hundred dollars so the finance side definitely helps with that um, that sort of thing for sure. 
Like speaking of budgeting, do you use search or paid ads on your platform? So I started with like Instagram ads. Um, I really didn't know what I was doing. Um, so I tried to um, create like target audiences and stuff with Instagram ads. And I think maybe a couple Facebook ads too. Um, but what I found is really the best form of marketing for me is word of mouth and referrals and just people um, like me asking before I drop a cake off, like, if you don't mind, like posting a picture and tagging me or whatever, that is like way more, um, beneficial and obviously cheaper than paid advertising. So I found that's kind of the best marketing source for me. And how did you end up figuring out how to price your services? Like as somebody that, you know, you were self-taught, how did you finally figure out like, okay, this is how much I'm going to charge somebody (laughs) for making so-and-so dessert? So it was hard at first because at first you feel like, how am I charging someone for this? Like, this is something I love to do. And like, I don't want, I don't want to overcharge. And I feel like I haven't done it for that long. And, you know, like they shouldn't be paying me this much for this. So first it's like getting over that hurdle of like, your time is worth money. What you're making is worth money. People are going to pay for it. You deserve to be paid for it. So that's kind of the first hurdle. And then once you're like, okay, okay, I feel comfortable charging for this now. Then it was a lot of research into other Toronto bakers, other um, small custom cake shops, like all this sort of thing. And just going through all their pricing lists and figuring out kind of what the standard was and then um, figuring out like, okay, if I change this on a cake or I add this or I offer this, like how would that change my pricing? Okay. And when you started out, what was the bigger challenge? Improving your skills as a baker or finding people to buy from you? And how did you go about tackling it? They, those were both like really big challenges at the beginning. I think, um, so the first one was definitely the skill set. So um, at the beginning, making a cake would take me like hours upon hours upon hours, just because I didn't really know what I was doing. I Like being self-taught, it's like, you don't know the methods that will make things easier or cleaner or look better. So it was a lot of trial and error for sure. And then um, YouTube videos, uh, just continuing to do stuff for fun. Like even if I didn't have an order, I just make like cupcakes or I'd make a cake just to practice something. Cause like that was the only way I was going to get better. Um, and then, yeah, it was really slow um, at the beginning with people actually wanting to buy my desserts. Cause like who knew of me, like how did anyone know that I was going to make something that was worth their money and that sort of thing. So um, like I said, like word of mouth definitely helped with that. My friends and family were really great with just like, um, oh, like I'll, I'll buy this from you for a birthday and then like I'll put it on my page and advertise you and whatever. So they're really helpful with that and that helped grow it as well. But definitely the the technical and like um, learning how to do all these like different methods and, and things like at the beginning was hard and it was just like practice, practice, practice. It's like the only way to figure it out. And speaking of challenges, could you describe like your most challenging baking project and how you overcame it? <laughs> Um, my most challenging baking project, uh, is a funny story cause it didn't turn out like at all. <laughs> so it was at the beginning where I just was saying yes to everything, which is also something I've learned that I shouldn't do, but, um, anything anyone like described or, um, thought that they wanted, I'd just be like, yeah, I can do that for sure. Without really thinking about like, is that possible? So, um, someone ordered this two tier cake and the bottom was like this sponge cake, um, with like ricotta icing and fresh fruit. And it was really like, Ooh. it turned out really well, the bottom, part. <laughs> but then the top tier that they wanted to stack on top was this, um, like 
uh, ricotta and graham cracker and blueberry lemon curd icebox cake. So basically Ooh. this cake, it, yeah, on its own, really good. But, <laughs> but if like you would need to keep it in the freezer until you served it um, and you shouldn't be trying to stack it on another cake because that just is never going to work. So I tried to stack this like freezer cake on top of another cake and then transported it um Actually, the, the customer picked it up, but it was like a 35-minute drive in like 30-degree weather, and they oh. didn't have room in their fridge, and it was just like the thing melted and oh, just no. collapsed, and it was really bad. <laughs> so that was like probably the most challenging cake I had to make, and like just did not work out at all. And it just was like, okay, you can't say yes to everything because like things don't work, and there's a reason why someone hasn't tried or done this before oh wow well that sounds like an amazing cake I'm so surprised you, and you were able to make that that whole thing yeah I I made each part like completely fine and if they had just like asked for two different cakes it would have been like perfectly okay but the second that you had to put them together it mm -hmm. just was bound for disaster <laughs> wow that sounds like a challenge yeah on its own and then oh my gosh 30 degree weather taking an ice cake yeah yeah, it did not work out. And then they didn't have a very big fridge. And I was like, realistically, this should be in the freezer. Um, but they couldn't even like keep it in their fridge. So it was just there was no chance this cake was oh, making Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. What software or gadgets or tools do you use when you're creating your content on Instagram for like your posts and your stories and then also for your blog? So I use um, Canva a little bit here and there. I've done like some like promotion stories and use that. For my blog and for my website, I use Wix. Um, when I started my website, I literally knew nothing about putting a website or a blog or anything together. So it was like super, super simple to um, set something up. And then as I got more familiar, they can, um, you can change things that if you know more about website building or whatever, it's a lot easier to um, build from like this basic model you, you started out with. So I've used Wix from the beginning um, for my blog as well. And then um, just, I think, uh, Snapseed for like photo editing and that sort of thing. And I know that it's like super fun and exciting to like post your work or like in your case, like your treats on mm. a public platform. And the more people follow you, the more love you get, the more customers you get. Mm -hmm. However, with all the ups, I know that there's some downs too. Like there's vulnerability in doing all of this. So mm -hmm. what do you have to say if someone were to leave like a negative comment or if somebody doesn't like a dessert that you made for them, how do you handle that? So I think from the Instagram standpoint, I think everyone has kind of said this about the baking community, but like everyone's very supportive and very friendly. And I haven't personally come across anything where people have been negative. Um, I have had situations where customers haven't been like super happy with what I made at first. And that's like, for me, it was very hard to deal with at first because I just like poured my heart into something and I thought mm -hmm. like this is like exactly what you want and then they like kind of I sent them a picture ahead of time and they looked at it and they're like oh this wasn't really what I had in mind um, oh no yeah so and that's just like it, it's a little bit like soul crushing because <laughs> you just like spend all this time and you think it's perfect and um the, clearly someone had something else in mind but I think I've tried I've really been trying to like take that stuff a little bit less personally because if you take every negative comment or 
critique or anything like that um, to heart, then you're just going to like drive yourself crazy pretty much. And you'll never be satisfied with what you're creating because you'll just always be worried that someone has something negative to say. So it's just like trying to take that, that stuff less personally and just making it more like, okay, um, well, how can I make this better then? Or what can I do to make this what you want um, instead of just getting upset? Because that's definitely how I reacted at first. Why do you think it's important to channel your passion into a side hustle? So I think it's super important. It's something that like maybe a few years ago I wouldn't have even thought about or I just would have been like, oh, you have your job. That's what you do. Like that's what you spend your time worrying about. But I was reading something actually recently where um, they were saying that we're coming into like kind of a culture where people aren't just one thing. You're not just like an accountant or a lawyer or a doctor or like an engineer or whatever you are. There's people who are like um, now having these like dual identities of like I'm a lawyer and a painter or, you know, like I'm an accountant and a baker or like being able to just like embrace two sides of your personality because most people aren't just one thing. Like you're not just numbers or Excel like there's a lot of people who have like this creativity side and in your job, you're not going to be able to express that or um, release that in any way. So having like a side project or a passion project or a side hustle in that sense, like you kind of get to like harness the creativity side that you maybe don't get in your full-time job. And you also get, um, you get to like express those like two sides of you that um, you normally wouldn't get to do if you're just considering yourself like one thing or, or just your profession. And what is one common myth about having a side hustle or a bakery that you would like to debunk? I think it's just like that you think, oh, the second you have a side hustle, it like kind of runs itself and you're just got this extra money coming in all the time. And it's just, that's not the case. Like there's ups and downs. There's weeks where you have no orders or you have no income from that. Um, and there's times that you have to spend money to make money. And it's just like, not like a constant flow of, of extra cash, I would say. And it's definitely a time commitment. It's not something that you can say like, Oh, I have like this side hustle or this, um, like small business and, and it like runs itself or I, I just, I just spend a few weeks on it or a few hours on it a week. Like that just doesn't happen. It's a big time commitment. And it's like, if you're not passionate about it, then it's just, it's not going to work because you, you won't want to spend the extra time when you already have like a full-time job and whatever going on. So yeah, it's definitely just like, it's not like this steady stream of cash and it's definitely not something that is easy. It requires a lot of time and work for sure. And you mentioned how like the you from like a couple years ago would have would not be thinking the same way. What would you do differently if you were starting your bakery today, but now knowing everything that you know, what would you do differently? That's a tough question. I think like I like to think that it things have happened kind of like organically for me in the sense that um like I've grown pretty slowly. I've had the chance to kind of like figure things out before like taking on big orders that I had no idea what I was doing with. And I think for me, that's like the best way or the best way I should have started out um, jumping into it like head first and trying to like do some crazy marketing or whatever and get a ton of orders. I don't think would have worked for me. I think I would have gotten overwhelmed and maybe even given up because it just would have been too much. And um, I wouldn't have had that confidence. Um, so I think um, I think, I don't know what I would have done differently. Um, I think maybe started sooner just because um, it is all about learning. And the more time you've put into this, the more um, skills you're going to have and the like bigger cakes or 
like bigger ideas you can create. So I think um, maybe uh, honestly just getting started sooner and knowing like um, like having a side project or having something that you're passionate about doing while you have a full-time job is like totally totally manageable and something that you should like get into as soon as you can. What are two things to keep in mind for amateur bakers? Ooh, (laughs) Um, I'd say the first is like quality of ingredients I think um, and and quality of like your tools so I think you can try all you want to create something like that you've seen on Instagram or seen pictures of but if you don't have like the quality tools and ingredients to do it it's just never going to happen like I've tried like um, different designs or something thinking I could like kind of like hack my way into it with what I had and it was just like there's no point like you'd spend the money on the tool you need to do what you're doing and then it'll turn out hopefully it'll turn out but it'll definitely turn out 100 percent better than it would have if you're just trying to like hack it together with what you have um that would be the first tip for sure and the second is just like confidence like my biggest um thing is just being confident that if i'm starting a project or i'm doing something like i can do it and like I usually start out with like, oh my God, this is so hard. Like I can never do this kind of thing. Like I've seen it, I've seen it in pictures and this person does it so well, but there's no way I can do that. And I think um, if you have that confidence, like going into it, you're just going to like have yourself set up so much better for success than if you just doubt yourself the whole time. And speaking of like amateur bakers, like what Again, since you're self-taught, who were your role models or like baking gurus that you like <laughs> drew inspiration from and like learned their techniques or, you know, and such from? Yeah. So there's like a couple of big Instagram accounts for sure. Um, one of them was uh, Carly's Cupcakes. She's uh, an Australian baker who lives in the U.S. And she does really basic designs, but it's just like super clean. She does great tutorial videos and um, I watched a ton of her stuff to just learn like basic techniques. Um, another one was caked by Katie and she just does these insane flavor combinations. So like anything you could think of, she's like made into a cake and they just look amazing and I'm probably taste unreal. Um, and then from like a celebrity standpoint, like Adriano Zumbo from, uh, Australia as well, he just makes these creations that are like out of this world. Like the creativity is insane. So seeing some of his stuff and like his show, um, and I think he's, he's a judge on like Sugar Rush on Netflix. So some of his creations are just like, they're out of this world. Like just looking at how he can visualize something and then like make it edible. (laughs) What are two things to keep in mind for people who are trying to start a side hustle or like a passion project in general? One is make sure it's something you're actually passionate about. So I like clearly know that baking was something I was super into. I have other hobbies, I have other interests, but like not something that's enough to, or not something that I'm passionate enough about that like I would make a business out of it or I would spend the time to like make it a side hustle. I think you have to have a certain type of passion about um, that project to actually make it um, something that you're um, going to be able to make a business out of. Um, that's that's the first thing. And the second thing is um, just making the time for it. It's so easy to be like, oh, I don't have time for that. Like you have time for it if you want to do it. And that could mean getting up super early. That could mean staying up super late. It could mean spending your weekend um, working exclusively on that when your friends are out partying or something like that. If you want 
to do something. It's about like, you have the time, you just need to make it and, and don't like confuse yourself or trick yourself into thinking that like you don't have the time to be doing these things. Have you ever developed or improved a recipe? And if you did, how did you do it? And like, how did the customer respond to it? I think I'm always kind of doing that. I'm always kind of working on that sort of thing. So um, you start with one thing and then, you know, like you can tell, okay, maybe this isn't moist enough or maybe this could be a little bit fluffier or there's like a number of different things and baking is like very much like a science. So there's, it's really easy to screw it up <laughs> and there's also ways to make it better. So um, I've played her in with my cake recipes for sure. Um, I think I kind of stick to one like tried and true recipe, but definitely with different cakes and flavors, I'm always trying to play around with that just to make sure like when you add flavors, you're getting the same consistency and um, some people like, uh, have actually challenged me with like, I want this flavor. And I'm like, Oh, I've never actually made that before. Like, let me try it out. So, um, I get to work on that a lot, which is actually a pretty fun part of it as well. And this is my final question before we head into the lightning round. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to people who want to do the same thing you're doing, but they're too scared to start because they just don't know if this side hustle or this passion project will add value or that it's worth the effort. Yeah, that's that's something I had trouble with for sure. I, I needed the extra push. Like I said, my boyfriend was so supportive and was like, just do it. Like, why? what do you have to lose? Like, literally, what do you have to lose? If you try it out and, like, you don't enjoy it or, or you know, you get bored of it or whatever it might be, like, then you stop and you say, great, I tried it. Like, it was a learning experience and I can move on. But like you're never going to know until you actually try it. And I think a big part of that, like I said, is like confidence. So just having the confidence in yourself to be like, I'm going to try it and I'm going to like give it my all. And, you know, like just because someone else did it, I could do it too. Like not think like, oh, because someone else did it, they're so much better and I'm never going to be that good. So I think that just having that open mind and open attitude that like at the beginning, you're not going to be the best. You're not going to have the best product. You're not going to make the best cake. It's all about learning and starting somewhere. Love it. And that is some (laughs) solid advice. And now we're going to shift gear on the questions. It's time for the lightning round. So are you a morning person or a night owl? Morning person. Cakes or cupcakes? Cupcakes. Are you a hunter or a gatherer? Gatherer. Three ingredients you always have in your kitchen. Sugar, flour, and butter. Baking for weddings or baking for birthdays? Birthdays. What does your perfect cupcake look like? My favorite is one that I make that's like a butter tart cupcake. It's got a butter tart filling, maple, buttercream, um, candy pecans, and maple drizzle. I'm like Ooh, a this sweet is so tooth. so Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Lots of maple in there. Yes. <laughs> a dessert that you like, but you haven't mastered how to bake it? Um, anything with like puff pastries like cream puffs or eclairs or something like that and if you had to choose who would you pick as a partner for your bakery oh I guess Adriana Zumbo that'd be amazing (laughs) (laughs) final question without using the word spicy or the word sweet if you could describe yourself as a flavor what would it be salty (laughs) (laughs) I was so surprised I thought you were gonna say maple for a second That was a lot of fun. So now to wrap up the episode, we wanted to send you all off with a quote. And since you're the special guest, Jordana, I would love for you to do the honors. Yeah. So my quote is from Wanda Sykes. 
And it is. If you feel like there's something out there that you're supposed to be doing, if you have a passion for it, then stop wishing and just do it. Love it. And if our <laughs> listeners are interested in learning like even more about you, is there a way that they can follow you or reach out? Yeah, so I'm at Jordana's Desserts on Instagram and Facebook, and my website is www.jordanasdesserts.com, and you can also find my blog there as well. This is absolutely great. Thank you so much for joining me, Jordana, and good luck. Thank you so much, Shuba. That brings us to the end of this episode. I hope you folks enjoyed that. Join me next Sunday for another episode on Keep It Spicy. If you want to stay in the loop, follow me on Instagram at underscore Keep It Spicy and on Twitter at Keep It Spicy Pod for more related content and some pick-me-ups in the middle of your week. Like, comment, and share the content and podcast with friends and family. On that note, remember folks, Keep It Spicy, yours truly, XX.